Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindeke, uh bringing you all the good news stories and all the good stuff happening all over social media. Tuesday's favorite day to hang out with you. Um, I look forward to it. It's basically my, my start to the week. I give up on Monday and I just start on Tuesday. Today, I've got an epic show for you guys. I found the most amazing inventions that are changing our world for the better, from solar balloons that can power entire hospitals to massive gardens built underground, totally underground, um, for sustainability. We'll be chatting about these forward-thinking people who are pushing the boundaries of ingenuity and making a difference in our world right now. You might not even know about it, um, but that'll be coming up a little bit later in the show. Plus, we've got Megan Skews, the social media guru in studio with us. She knows a lot about social media, a little bit more than me. Um, maybe what I know is a little bit scary. Uh, she'll be with us in studio. And then uh, we've also, we'll be chatting to Roxanne a little bit later. She's from Orbis Africa, an organization that is dedicated to saving sight in Africa. So it's all about ingenuity and really making a difference today. And I, I, I think that's what the show is all about, all about the good stuff. To kick us off, Megs, welcome to The Good Stuff. Hello. Hello. We've got you in studio. How's it going? Um, good. Thank you. Thank good. you for having me here. Uh, it's a huge pleasure. Huge pleasure. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions just so our listeners can get to know you. Because obviously, it's not your first time at Cliff Central. You have been here before. Yeah? Yes. You have been here before. Megs has been here on occasion, sitting in the background tweeting while I'm doing my show, which... I mean, you'll see Twitter going crazy and, and it's her in the background busy tweeting the right things and, and saying the right things on the Twitter. But uh, I've got a couple of questions just so that our listeners can get to know you because it is the first time. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. It's the first one. Where did you come from? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Four Ways. I went to Danfin College, that kind of area. You're, you're a northerner? Yes, very north. Very north. Very north. Do you still, ha- do you still stay in the north? Yes, and I it, did tweak down to the south for a bit, but whoa, I came straight back. Whoa, yeah. No, you moved to the south for a little bit. We're actually, Megs and I were in the south yesterday checking out uh, a venue. We were doing a site visit for our company, and uh, it was it was kind of crazy. The south is, is you know. No, the scenery is amazing there. <laughs> <laughs> but you're back in Four Ways, and that's your home ground, and, and that's where you play. Do you hang out in, in some of the places in Four Ways? Um, I won't tell you where, but yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's first question done. Second, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm in social media marketing. So basically I'm like a professional Facebook stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and you do, do you spend a lot of time on social media, Facebook, Twitter? Yes, all day. Is that all you do? That's what I do. And is I it, spend my life on social media. Do you love it? I love it. Do you love it? What, what is the best out of all, I mean, there's so many different social media. There's Pinterest and Instagram and blogging and Facebook and Twitter and I don't know. There's a million. What is what is the best for you? Uh, personally, I'm a Facebook girl. Yeah. Uh, I like the photos and with the captions and everything. Um, Instagram's also a goodie. I think photos. Photos do it for me. Photos. That's yes. more visual. And, and yes. We should have, I think back in the day when, when Facebook started and they started sort of adding new features, we, we as a society, if we could have seen into the future and gone, 
damn, like photos are going to be huge. Imagine the impact. We could have owned our own Instagram or like the status updates are quite interesting. We could have done our own Twitter. What's next? Uh, I don't know. Event, event, social media, maybe? No, we don't think so. It's not a biggie. <laughs> I don't know. When I first started, we all started with, uh, what was it? Hotmail. Uh, MySpace, MySpace. MySpace back in the day. Where we used to put in our information boxes like a status. Yeah. So every time we'd go onto MySpace, we'd change our information about ourselves. Which which is like, like you'd go into MySpace once a week, once a day. What was it like? Uh, it was, yeah, you go, you know, we were all grade sevens. So we didn't really have much internet going there. So you, you could have been, I don't know, feeling incredibly frustrated by the studying for like a month. That could have been your status for a full month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have to say like hashtag star dollar sign, like everything you can think of. And then what are you feeling for like, <laughs> the next three weeks? They say if you ever want to hide anything on the internet, you either got to put it on page two of Google or MySpace because <laughs> <laughs> nobody goes there. It was still back in the day where you had like the most random people that you've never met on your MySpace. So it, just randoms you'd add onto yeah, MySpace? Yeah, just people that had something in common with you. That is hilarious. So random. Well, if, if, I mean, if you can give me any pointers, and it might be off air because I don't want the listeners to know. If there are any pointers as to what the next big, big thing is, I want to get in there because I want to create my own social media. I don't know what you call it, a social media app, maybe. Um, next question. What is your favorite song right now? Mm, I'm going to go with my my guilty pleasure is definitely Taylor Swift. Which one? Because, I mean, her album's done massive. Last year, Taylor Swift was the only album, the only artist to reach like a million sales in America. No one else did. Her new album is amazing. And what is is the favorite song from there? Uh, So I did go from Shake It Off to Blank Space, and I've now moved on to Wildest Dreams. This is it, right? Yes, that's it. He said, let's get out of this town, drive out of the city, away from the crowds. I thought heaven can't help me now, nothing lasts forever. Yeah, so that's Taylor Swift bringing back her wildest dreams. Her album really, really, really did well last year. And and not only is she a phenomenal singer, but she's also part of the whole good stuff circle. She really does do amazing stuff with her, I don't know, the power that she's been given as a celebrity. She's always going out to hospitals, visiting kids that are sick. Uh, she's looking after her fans. And, and as much as some people might say, mm, maybe that's a, a publicity stunt. It might also not be. It could be her just doing good, which is rad. So we dig Taylor Swift. We love her. I think she's real. Well, she is real. And and you would know because you spend a lot of time on social media. So you would get that. Um, Number four, we go. What is your favorite book ever? I know you like to read. So which book or book series is the bomb? I have read so many books in my life. But I'm going to stick with 
Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And, and I mean, that J.K. Rowling has done amazing stuff with Harry Potter. Apparently, she's releasing three more books this sort of coming up. She that makes me really excited. Because then there'll be the movies as well. I don't think I'll be at work for a few days. <laughs> You'll be busy reading uh, Harry Potter. Yes. Really? Yeah, definitely. That addicted? All day. Have you ever read a book like through the night where you just haven't put it down and you've just kept on reading? When, what book was it? I think it was the fourth Harry Potter book came out, the fe- the one about the phoenix. Yeah. I did not put it down until it was finished. Really? Yeah, I loved it. That's hectic. I, I find that reading makes me sleep. So if I sort of settle down in the evening with a book, I kind of fall asleep. I think you're reading the wrong books. Maybe, maybe that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> um, last question, just so that our listeners can get to know you. It is your first time here. Your thoughts on Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, that's an awkward question. Um, I've actually never read it. Okay, but there's a good sign. Yeah, and I haven't seen the movie yet. Okay. So my thoughts are what other people have told me, and I've actually had really mixed reviews. What are the reviews? So my mother. Your mother. She told me that I must definitely go watch it. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why she enjoyed it. But, and then other people have said to me, the acting's bad, like, it's not hectic enough, so. I, I, I heard that it's better to buy the CD than the DVD. Like, the, the oh, album I heard is the better. music's amazing. So I did. I downloaded the album last night. I've listened to a couple of the songs. They are pretty good. The, the music for the movie is pretty good. It's like those, those really silly series that all came out when, I don't know, early, early varsity days, the OC, uh, One Tree Hill. I never watched any of the series, but the music was so massive because they chose the best of the best and stuck it in an album. So maybe that my review is I'd rather have the album than, than watch the movie. I don't care anything for the movie. Well, now that it's come out, I think I'm going to read the book first. Appa- Apparently it's better than the movie. What? I've heard that the book is terrible. I've heard the book is really bad writing. Well, there is this other book. It's called Bed to You. Is it also? I'm not sure who the author is, but I will find out. And it's the same story, same characters, different kind of writing. I feel like it's just Mills and Boone. I don't even know if you know what that is. No. <laughs> Mills and Boone was, was cheap pornography when we were growing up. So it was that like soft cell sex that came in a book that you could read. And it's basically Fifty Shades of Grey in the nineties or eighties. Each to their own. Each to their own. If you want to read it, uh, I'm not going to be a hate on you. Um, so we've got to, this is the good stuff. And, and now that we know you, we can talk about the good stuff that you are involved in and sort of good stories that are going around. And the first that, that I think we'll touch on is something that's very relevant at the moment. Uh, did you manage to watch the Oscars? Um, I didn't watch it, but I did do my research about who won and I did watch the Lady Gaga performance of oh. Sound of Music. What did you think about that? I thought she was incredible. A lot of people are saying that. And I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm one of the biggest fans of, of Lady Gaga. Maybe not the biggest because there's so many. But I really do dig her. I came to see her when she was in South Africa. I like the way that she was moving forward with music. And I just, I don't know about, I just don't know about the performance at the Oscars. I think that, I mean, it was good, but it was very dated. Where am I wrong? I just think her voice was so amazing. Her range is massive, and that's why she chose to do A Sound of Music, because of her range. People don't know her like that. They think she's just about her crazy, weird 
personality, but she's actually really talented. And it was showing off that talent. And also it was a, a beautiful rendition to the original, which is what it, it was, was all about. Amazing. She looked good. Uh, her dress looked good. She looked clean. Yeah, <laughs> she, she actually dressed normally. She once. wasn't in an alien bubble or coming out of an egg or wearing mesh, which is great. And, and it showed the softer side of her. So yeah, that, a couple of things happened at the Oscars. That was one of them. Two of the biggest stories that are going around are of the one, which is Patricia Arquette. She gave her acceptance speech. She won, um, I think, Best Supporting Actress for Boyhood. I don't know if you know much about Boyhood. It's that movie that they made over a 12 or 13 year span. They started the movie and, and all the actors and actresses are all the same. And they basically follow the story of a kid growing up, but it's the same actor. Oh, I definitely want to watch that. I heard it's not that good, but the, <laughs> the, the movie is very arty and, and quite interesting. And she won Best Supporting Actress. And when she got on stage, she thanked her husband and thanked her family and thanked her kids and thanked the, the Oscar committee and the producers and the directors. And she ticked all the boxes of what she needed to. And then she stood up and, uh, and basically spoke about the fact that this year would be the year that they would fix woman equality. And the fact that women in America don't get paid the equal amount to men. They get paid less. Which is unreal to think that in the, in this century, 2015, that people in a first world country like America are being treated with inequality. It's just, it's so ridiculous to, to think that. So she stood up and all the women in, in the hall of the Oscars were standing up and they're all clapping and screaming and going crazy for her, which is great for the celebrities. Um, and it's great for the viewers. I mean, the Oscars gets huge viewership. So they, they, it's like celebrities are using their power to do good. Well, I think that everyone in that crowd is probably getting paid more than the majority of the men in America. <laughs> <laughs> but I completely agree with that. I think it's crazy that they aren't equal. Totally. That's very old news. That's, you know, it's, it's yesteryear. And then the second acceptance speech, which has also got people talking about, was Common and John Legend, who received the Oscar for the best original song for their song, Glory, which is in the new movie Selma, which was produced by, uh, Oprah Winfrey. She put together one of those heartfelt movies. It's all about Martin Luther King and how he crossed that bridge and, and sort of, the march that they did for equality. Again, equality. And Common stood up um, and he said, the bridge Dr. King and his protesters marched across is no longer just a symbol for civil rights. It's a symbol for discrimination based on race, gender, religion, sexual orientation, and social status. This is for the kid from the south side of Chicago, to those in France standing up for freedom of expression, to those in Hong Kong protesting for democracy. His words were powerful, and and he's he basically stood up, fighting for everybody in the world who uh, who are fighting for their rights right now. And again, it's celebrities that are standing up and doing something great with the power they have. I think that that what he said is so powerful. He's also he's just like Taylor Swift. He's also amazing. He is, and and he was so um, you could see he wasn't reading off of a. Uh, teleprompter it it was really from the heart it's something that he believes in he's passionate about it and he had practiced what he was going to say which is i mean it's just phenomenal i'm super proud of the celebrities that are doing good things yeah 
Very. Very. You need to watch the Oscars. <laughs> I'm going to get you a, a, a fill in on the Oscars. If you guys have got anything to add about the Oscars, you can give us a call on 0861 You can send a message on WeChat, our official account, or you can get hold of us on Twitter. We are cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindeke, or... Megan Skews 23. What's the 23 for? It's just a number. They didn't have Megan Skews available. Because there's so many Megan Skews in the world. I don't I think maybe it's because I've opened like four Twitter accounts before this one. <laughs> so I had to find a number. She's all over social media. One more story that I want to get into before we go to the break. I don't know if any of you or yourself, Megs, got, uh, you saw the video about Stop the Knot last week. Yes, I did. Hashtag Stop the Knot. So, um, Derek Watts and the Sunday Blues are a comedic group. That, uh, that sometimes do songs. They sometimes do really crazy stuff. Last year, they were in the news. Uh, they had to actually remove the video that they had made. They created a video for Nicki Minaj's Anaconda where every time they showed the bum scenes, there was farting. And Nicki Minaj got so mad. I mean, they, it had more hits than her video. No, oh, I love that video. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. And Nicki Minaj and the, the, um, record label forced Derek Watts and the Sunday Blues to take the video down. So it was pretty sad that they had to do that. But this time around, they created a new video, which they released a couple of days ago called Hashtag Stop the Knot. And basically, it's very Blair Witchy because they got like the GoPro and they're running around Cape Town and they're grabbing all these man buns, that hair that they grow at the top of their heads. It's not a man bun. That's the point. It's not a bun. They just have like a piece of hair. Wrapped over itself for like just a spike. It's like a, that's why they're cutting it off. I mean, a man bun samurai, is a man bun. Samurai warrior hair. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, they're running around Cape Town grabbing this, they call it the knot. They're grabbing the knot and chopping it off with scissors and then running away. <laughs> the uproar on social media was ridiculous. There were people that were just, uh, tweeting about it, Facebook in that they weren't happy and how can people do this? There was, I don't know, there was somebody who threatened to sue them because his man bun had got chopped off or whatever. <laughs> I know it's gone completely global as well. I was reading these comments from Florida this morning about how disgusted they are by this. Like, how can you just cut off people's hair? No, how can you have hair like that? No, it, it, here's the thing. So how can you have hair like that? I saw it and I knew straight away that it was staged. I mean, you could see if someone's tugging on your hair, you're not going to let them cut it off. If they're quick enough and if his scissors are sharp enough. Ah, never, ever, ever. So, uh, last night at about 9 p.m., they released an updated video called Stop the Knot, the Apology, <laughs> where they basically tell the world, like, stop being angry with us. It was all a hoax. We know all three of these people. And then they show who the people are. Um, they say the funniest things in the apology. They are really funny guys. Are they just video bloggers? Yeah. They're okay. comedians. They're okay. comedians because they sing and they do the YouTube videos and it's quite funny. And, um, I mean, just they, they're really spot on. The, the one guy says, uh, yeah, you know, when you go to the internet for pornography and people who stand for moral grounds. And people don't, really. You, you, you're on your high horse, but it's not really, you don't really stand for anything because you're quite hypocritical. So it's super, super funny. And then they talk about how society moaned about the one guy's moustache. So they shave it off in the video as well. Oh, but yes, I saw the comments about his moustache. And basically they say that uh, you got stooped by a bunch of hipsters, which is really funny because none of it is real. That's a cool story. Yes. I think that they, that the good part about that is that they're making people laugh. 
Totally. All the time. Yeah. The last what, video was hysterical. This one was hysterical, and the apology is even funnier. I'm gonna I'm gonna repost that apology so everybody who's listening can go take a look at it. When we come back, uh, we're gonna be talking about these great inventions that we found and and how they're helping South Africa and Africa and the world to be a better place. We'll be right back. That's the Imagine Dragons with their new one, Smoke and Mirrors. Um, they are an incredible group. Yeah? I love Imagine Dragons. I'm not too crazy about that one. Yeah, their new song, I don't know about so much. But uh, it seems to be good. The album's doing good things. They just released it a couple of days ago. So maybe it's one of those that need to grow on you. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think Imagine Dragons always grow on you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're a good band. All right, so today's theme and uh, what we're here to talk about. We found 12 projects that are literally changing the world right now, uh, the world that we live in. Amazing people in amazing parts of the world that are doing really cool stuff for society, for ourselves, uh, to make the world a little bit greener. The first one that we found is in North America. Um, Michelle Salt is the artist, I can call her an artist because that's what she's done. She's basically taken prosthetic limbs and she's created these beautiful, beautiful works of art. It's, I would say it's mainly for women who have lost their legs due to whatever accidents or born that way. And she's created these limbs out of like diamantes and colorful stuff and stuff that matches your dresses. And, and she's just trying to make people that may have lost their limbs due to amputee or born that way, make them feel a bit better about themselves. Do you think that that does make them feel better? Do you think they want a limb covered in diamante or one that looks like a real leg? Mm, I don't know. There's a there's a Russian artist who released a music video. It was sort of the end of last year, and she's all about that. So she's got this one limb that's also diamond encrusted, and it's almost she's made it into a stiletto. So it goes down, and then it's got this huge point, and it kind of does look sexy. Like it looks. It looks very futuristic, um, and you can see the confidence within the the singer that it's done something for her. I'd totally go for the diamante. You see what I mean? <laughs> As a girl, you would love that. It's an accessory that you can add to your body. Imagine waking up in the morning and not choosing what watch you want to wear, but what leg you're going to put on, because you don't have that luxury of having a normal foot. So go out there. Be crazy. Go Lady Gaga with your leg. Matching heels on done. both legs. Done. I'm in. Done. Totally. So, yeah, that's North America. The second one that we have is in uh, North America as well. It's something that they call a low-line lab. Um, in the recent years, people have started building a lot of uh, greenery and putting sort of trees and shrubbery high up in the buildings. Because there's not a lot of space in cities. We've sort of taken over the land and there's not much space with trees. But in North America, they've got a lot of space underground. Subways that are not being used anymore, uh, old train stations, and they're turning these into, makes it just now, greenhouses underground. Yeah, that's awesome. It's creating oxygen in the city, doing really cool stuff for the city, and it almost becomes like a park. So if you have an underground walkway, you could go down underground and take your kids to play in the park, because the city doesn't have many of those. What are they using? Like just lights? Special lights? They've got, so in the ceilings, they've put um, sun holes, or what would okay. you call it? 
So, from the actual sun. 100%. So, there's okay. real sun coming through. Oh, Otherwise, photosynthesis cool. wouldn't happen. We did biology at school. Yes, I know, but that's why I thought like special lighting or something. No, they didn't grow anything with a light. Correct, but they've done an amazing thing underground with these with oh, these forests great. and parks, and it's creating oxygen for the cities. And we all know our cities could be a little bit cleaner anywhere in the world. The third one that is in Asia, it started out from a religious riot that broke out in a small Indian village and tore the town apart. So nobody had homes. It uh, it damaged all the homes, and this inventor. He invented something called the insulated house, which is a pop-up house so that people, it's almost like a tent, but it's, it's made of a real structure that you could live in for years. And it's pop-up. We need this in South Africa. Where do you put it? You can put it anywhere. I don't understand. It's a house that okay. pops up like a tent would. Okay, so you can pop down if you there's can, a riot and just run. Well, you could <laughs> if you wanted to. But the main aim is that it's a pop-up house and it's sustainable and you could stay in that house. Um, you so like could definitely use some in South Africa. Definitely, we could pop them up everywhere for, well, pe- for the homeless. People pop houses up everywhere. We can just for real pop them up. Definitely, I'm going to get hold of that guy and tell him to come to South Africa. Third is also in Asia. They've created smog-free parks. I don't know if you've seen. Um, I've actually got one next to my bed. It's like an LG little machine that sucks in the air and pushes it through ions. And it basically removes all the bacteria and all of the viruses in the air. So if you and your partner are sleeping next to each other and he or she might have a cold, you switch on this sort of, it's like an air filter that filters the air and gets rid of all the cold flu viruses and it cleans out the air so that your part of the room is fresh air, basically. A lot of air conditioners have it as well to keep the air filtered. They've created a full park inside the city. In China, where they've got all of these air filters, because I don't know if you've seen pictures of China where it's it's smoggy. Oh, it's gross. There's a lot of smog in China. Yeah. And they've created these parks now where they're filtering the air for the city. So like kids can play. Yes, it's in Beijing. In clean they, air. They, they're planning um, that by 2020, there'll be no more smog in Beijing, thanks to these machines. Oh, that's very clever. Told you, it's changing the world right now. Right now. Um, right here on, in Africa, they've got something called the Lumkani. Lumkani is what it's called. It's a little siren that's battery, battery powered and it's connected via radio waves to all other houses in locations and it signals if the heat rises. You know, over winter, um, it's quite cold and when people make shack fires, sometimes it goes wrong. And if one shack catches a light, they all do really, really, really quickly. This little machine measures heat. And it sends out a distress signal to all the different houses in the area. So if there's a central house that is overheating or getting too hot, it'll let all the houses know around it. They so can get there quick enough. Everybody can be prepared and they yeah. can stop the fire. It's basically a smoke alarm for locations, which is pretty phenomenal. That's very – it's crazy how people invent these things. I've always wanted to invent something. Maybe, Never have ideas. Maybe we should. This is what I said, social media. we got to get in there so we can invent something. The next that I've got here is also in Africa. It's, it's called an omniprocessor, which it sounds kind of gross. Bill Gates created this. And Bill Gates, he's amazing, right? Put, yeah. put a lot of money into this omniprocessor. And he made headlines by drinking the water that was made inside the omniprocessor from sewage. Okay, so it's a sewage cleaner. They can clean your sewage 100%. Mm. Tempting. Tempting. I don't think I could. I don't think I could 
drink that. If we wouldn't want to. But it's probably going to happen, and they just won't tell you what it was. Totally. There's there's those machines, and then also in Australia, they, they created this huge thing called a des- desalination plant, which basically takes the seawater and cleans up the seawater to make it drinkable. But have they used it? They haven't. Yeah, they <laughs> got it for that big drought. There <laughs> was the it. big story. They, they had a drought that went on for about seven years, and there was just no rain in Australia. So they spent millions and millions of Australian dollars building this huge plant, and a couple of weeks before it was supposed to come online, it started raining a lot, and it didn't stop. And so it still hasn't. still hasn't, but they prepared. I mean, it's there, and they yeah. prepared in case. They can start uh, bottling water and selling it to the rest of the world. I think we are incredibly lucky in South Africa with our clean running water. We, we don't need to make the sewage clean. We are really lucky and you're 100% right. There's a project called TapTap. And what they are trying to do is change the way that corporates and individuals see water. Because you know when you go to um, a restaurant or a cafe and you feel a little bit stupid asking for tap water. It's it's almost like if you go into a restaurant, do you want, if you go, can I have water? Their yes, first reaction is... I feel is, like the waiters always forget to bring your water because they're not earning anything off of it. Correct. So they bring everyone their cool drinks and they forget your order every time. Correct. And and when you do order water, their first reaction is not, hey, can I get you some tap water? It's sparkling or still. <laughs> I always go sparkling and that's why I can't drink tap water. If it came out sparkly, I would drink it. But if Megs. you're drinking still water, tap water it always must be. Megs, there's your invention. Sparkly tap water. <laughs> Done. Done. A soda, a soda stream on your tap. It could, it could do you well. It could save a lot of uh, water around the world. The next invention is super, super cool. It was made in Europe and they call it a Zephyr. And I think we can definitely use this in South Africa. It's basically... I'll post a picture of it because it looks like those old... Uh, in the olden days when you see the war and they've got those big balloons... That are flying above the clouds called, it's called the Zephyr as well. These are smaller versions of that that sit above the clouds, almost like a balloon tied to a string. And they gather all the heat on solar and feed it down the wire onto a battery. These Zephyrs, they're quite small, can power entire hospitals with the power that they're pulling in because they're so much closer to the sun and they get more sun. And even if it's raining, they can obviously because they're above the clouds, so totally. they always have power. Totally, totally, totally. It's we the, definitely need that. We need to get that in South Africa. There's a there's a lot of these inventions that we need to get in South Africa. But I find that because everyone's living in like estate kind of living. Yes. These estates will never take on that idea because they're all about we want this place to look perfect. So like solar geysers and stuff, you have I've, to put the geyser on the roof. And I've never seen a solar geyser inside an estate. And they just don't do it. Unless every single house has one, they don't do it. Just don't stand for it. Yeah, because it doesn't. it's unattractive. That's incredibly sad. Because we could change the world ourselves. Yeah? So people that live in freestanding houses... They can use those. Totally. And we'll, I'm going to post all of these up on, onto my Twitter and my Facebook so you can see all of these really cool inventions. There's too many to go through, uh, right now. So we'll, we'll post them all up there and you can go through it in your own time. And also have a bit of a word right on the bottom of the blog. What do you think? And, and if there's any inventions that you think should be part of that, uh, that list. Every week I have a segment called Change One Thing where I find one thing that you can change to make a difference. Usually it's something small, but those things change massively. If you do something small, I had the opportunity to, to meet and to interview, um, an amazing woman 
who who is the only person in the world with a PhD in washing hands, like washing your hands. She's incredible. Did she study how to wash hands? She studied hygiene and then she mastered, specialized in in cleanliness. It is quite crazy. She works for Unilever um, and her role there is a hygiene and nutrition social mission director. Big word. But I got to interview her, chat to her. I'm going to post the interview onto Twitter and Facebook as well so you guys can listen to it because it's quite lengthy. But the whole point is, is, and it's, it's something so simple that we can change right now to make a huge difference. Wash your hands Every time, every moment you get, every opportunity you get, go out there, wash your hands, and it will make sure with clean clean hands that you won't spread viruses or bacteria. She said that if you wash your hands like every half an hour, um, you won't be sick for the rest of the year. It'll stop you from catching colds. But then you get those OCD people that wash their hands every half an hour and they start getting like that rough kind of eczema. Never seen that. But after speaking to her, I did want to get one of those little squeezy things that has the like hygiene. Yes, totally. (laughs) Dry hand wash. Um, She told me, her name is Miriam. She told me that we touch our faces around about every three and a half minutes. Whether it's your nose or your mouth or your eyes or something. And that is spreading. And as we say, it makes just touch your face. (laughs) For real. So change one thing, wash your hands, keep yourself clean, keep your kids clean, and you can stop uh, those colds, common colds from spreading. Clean hands, clean soul. Clean hands, clean soul. When we get back, we're going to be speaking to Roxanne. Please stay tuned because uh, it's interesting what she does, and I want you guys to hear about the amazing work. I believe, I believe you could love me, but you're lost on a road to misery. So that's one of the new tracks from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It's called, let me get it, Skylar Grey, and it's called I Know You. She's uh, she's pretty incredible. Her music is amazing. As good as Taylor Swift? Mm, different, very different. Different. Well, those are the one of the songs. I think in the next couple of shows, I'm just going to push out stuff from Fifty Shades of Grey. Since I don't like the movie, we're boycotting the movie, but we will play the album is where I'm going. Our next guest is Roxanne from Orbis, Africa. Orbis is a Cape Town-based non-profit organization that works in sub-Saharan Africa to reduce preventable and treatable blindness and visual impairment on the continent. The organization is dedicated to saving sight in Africa by improving comprehensive eye health with a primary focus on children. Roxanne, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. It's your first time. Uh, yes. And you're actually from Cape Town. So I mean, right. in Joburg, having a jaw, coming to spread uh, awareness about the great stuff that you're doing. Doesn't get better than this. Can you tell us a little bit more about Orbis? Sure. Orbis is actually a global organization. I work with Orbis Africa, which looks after Africa. And as you say, our main focus is blindness within children. 80% of all blindness is preventable, so it's an absolute tragedy that we have as many blind people walking around that we do. 80% is treatable? Yes, preventable. How How does that go unknown? How do we have... It happens every single day, it's particularly within rural areas where there's just no awareness or education. A child is born with congenital cataracts. It's not picked up or it's misdiagnosed. You've got an infection, go home, it will resolve itself. And if that's not fixed by the time the child is about age six, even if we then repair it surgically and the eye is technically perfect, the child will never see because the connections in the brain have not been made. So you, you were telling me an interesting stat in just before you came on air. Yes. With regards to the amount of blind people in the world, 
and where most of them sit. What is that? Okay, 1.3 million of the 1.4 million blind children in the entire world live in Africa or Asia. That's like that's like ninety five percent. Yeah, it's are more. all are yeah. all living in Africa and Asia. Yeah, developing countries where there's just simply no resources, no human resources. So obviously, working really hard to correct that. And what do you guys do? Do you guys go up into Africa? Do you teach people how to what 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 is the 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 concept of all this? Okay, well, how we started was we have a flying eye hospital, the only one in the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. A flying eye hospital. Yes, we have a big Boeing. It's an MD-10. That's like a Boeing 777, um, which goes into rural areas and countries where there are no hospital facilities and trains doctors, nurses, the whole spectrum on the ground. Um, good quality surgeries, good quality treatments and good patient outcomes. That is amazing. Yeah, it is. And within countries like South Africa, we do have hospitals. So we work within hospitals to strengthen the entire health system, right from the ophthalmic surgeons down to your primary health care workers in your clinics, in the rural areas, your community caregivers. We educate and teach to make sure no child gets left behind in terms of blindness or visual impairment. That is amazing. Oh, it's you. really cool. Flying hospital, come in. It sorts everybody out, trains who you need to. What sorts of places are you going into? Um, well, in Africa, this year we are working in South Africa. We're working in KZN and we will be launching in April in Baraguanath here in Gauteng. Um, we also work in Zambia, Cameroon, Ghana. We have a very big project, one of our largest in Ethiopia. And then one of my colleagues is busy with human Resources for our health in Africa, they're working within five other countries. So, Orbis Africa is very busy in Africa. That, that's, it's a really incredible thing that you're doing. What mm-hmm. sorts of ages, cause you were saying it's, it's young when it, when it really does happen. If you don't catch it when they're young, yeah. then the after effects you can't really repair. Yeah. So what sorts of ages are the kids that are, that you're targeting? To birth as soon as possible. Um, because say you get at age three, age four, technically it's repairable. You might, Blend up with refractive areas, which is glasses. Um, but that development then is delayed. Yeah. You know, uh, 75% of your development as a baby is done visually through sight. So there's a huge lapse there. So we try and get them as early as possible. And our surgeons down in KZN have said to me that since Orbis has come along and done a lot of the groundwork, um, instead of seeing kids that are eight, nine, ten years old where it's too late, they're now seeing them. Two, three weeks, six weeks. So, what we're doing is working. That is amazing. The primary, the, so I'm just going to get this right. The primary thing that you're doing is you're teaching the actual doctors the actual to doctors. look after the kids that were from birth. Um, not just the doctors, from community care workers to detect it so they can refer it. Um, primary health care nurses in the clinic so that they're not saying it's an infection, go home, um, you know, come back, here's an ointment. It gets referred right up to tertiary level where the surgeries can then take place. And those doctors, their training has been um, strengthened. We've provided specialized equipment, which often costs millions of rands, um, that those hospitals didn't previously have. So they are able to treat and prevent this blindness. Wow. That's really cool. Um, what What sorts of things, if we look at right now, our listeners, because say here's something I didn't know. I didn't know okay. that the problem was this big. It is. I didn't know that we had such a big um, percentage of these kids that are that are suffering from. And our it's just undetected. 
It's undetected. How do we, how do we get involved? How do we get involved with the organization, um, so that we can, Assist, because I'd, I'd love to be part of it. Okay, well, since Max is here, I've got to say, like us on Facebook. Please go to our Facebook page. It's Facebook slash Orvis.sa. Um, there we post a lot of the stories of what's happening, where we're working. You could also go to our website, www.orvis.org.za, and you can contact us there. We'd love you to get involved. I'll definitely do my fair share of sharing oh, thank you everywhere so I much. can. Thank you so much. On social media. Meg, Meg's is a guru. So I know, I've been listening. Ma- maybe, maybe when we get off, off air, you guys can sit and chat about, I don't know, sort of looking at what else Orbis might need in social that media where amazing. she can help. Do you guys have a Twitter? Yes, we do. Yes, so you do have it's a Twitter as well. All right, we're going to tweet all of those links. We're going to Facebook so them. We're going to get it out there so that people can get more information about the amazing work <clears> you're doing uh, for Africa and for our kids so that we uh, we can stop the blindness. It's absolutely insane. It's tragic. Um, when it comes <clears> to, to individual and corporates that are listening, how do they get involved? I mean, you've given us the website, you've given us the Twitter. What can they do to get involved? Do you guys need funding? <coughs> we Is need it? funding. Um, we need volunteers to assist. What sort of what sort Public of work? Public awareness. The, what if we volunteer? What would we do? Oh, there's a variety of things. Um, I would have to. Put you in touch with Helen at I'm, our office who deals with that kind of thing. She sorts all of that out. Um, she would keep you very, very busy. Very busy. I so, promise. So we do need volunteers. Yes, we, do we do need funding. We need funding. We need public awareness and just to spread the message. I think it's an important message. And like I said, I didn't know that the statistic was so huge, which is really quite scary. Um, a lot of us are, are just privileged. We are yeah. born in hospitals where these things can be detected. There's a huge popula- huge statistic of the population who are not that lucky, who don't get to go to, I don't know, four ways life. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's so the important work you're doing. It is amazing. Any other statistics there that we should know? Do you want a scary one? Let's let's tell me. I, I don't know if I want a scary one, but I'll I'll prepare myself. Okay. Um, in developing countries, up to sixty percent of children die within a year of going blind. Wow. That's very sad. That's a tragic one. Um, but the good news is, eighty percent of all of this can be cured or avoided or prevented. And through your organisation, it's exactly what you yeah. do. We are global, so we do work in other countries, other continents as well, Asia, South America. But almost Africa is here in Africa. Amazing. It has been incredible having you, you on so the show. Much. And uh, I hope you enjoy the weather in Joburg today. I don't know what it's like down in Cape Town. When did you arrive? This morning? This morning. I was up at number three to catch the early flight. <laughs> the red eye. The There's red nothing you worse. You can see my red eyes. <laughs> well, I know someone who can treat that for you. Oh, of course, yes, I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> it's been amazing, Megs. Thank it's you also so been incredible having you on the show. It's your first time. Thank you so much for having me here. Did you have a jaw? Yes, I'll definitely come back. Would you come back? Maybe. Maybe. We'll sort of see. Maybe we want you back. We don't know for sure. I'm just kidding. Um, we are going to tweet all the links from today. We're also going to Facebook them so you guys can get all the information about Megan, about Orbis, and some of the things that we chatted about. You've been tuned into the good stuff. It's Cliff Central's very own happy hour. And before I go, I want to leave you with a little nugget to get you through the day. You are today where your thoughts have brought you. You will be tomorrow where your thoughts take you. So concentrate on the good stuff. And try to share a little kindness. It's all that matters. Uh, if you want to catch up with more of the shows from The Good Stuff, you can tune into iTunes. All of them are there. You can also visit cliffcentral.com and visit my page, which is The Good Stuff. We're all about The Good Stuff. Next up, we've got The Buzz. They're going to bring you all the entertainment. And they also shoot out a little bit of good stuff. My friends Jason and Helen. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks and only good things.